0: Today we start a new Torah, Torah 56, one of the most famous Torah of Rabbeinu. Today's section is going to be very long, we're going to do this in a few parts, in a few days we're going to split up this lesson. So I'll try to go through this quickly as we possibly can, and uh, let's hop right into it. Torah Nun Vav. Uvi Bikurim BeAkivchem Minchah Hadasha L'Adonai BeShavuot Echem. Mika Kodesh Yelachem, Ma'kor Melechet Abadah Lo Bamidbar Chapter Twenty-Eight, on the day of the first fruits, the Bikurim, when you bring a Minchah Hadasha L'Adonai BeShavuot Echem, when you bring a new offering, or an offering of um new grain on Shavuot. Mikha Kodesh it shall be a holy a day for you, holy occasion, and all mundane work shall not be done. You shall not do any mundane work. Okay, let's put that aside and let's hop in. Each and every Jew has an aspect of malchut, kingship. And each and every person, according to his aspect, has a layer of kingship that belongs to him. a... Possesses a certain amount of kingship. Yes, there's one who rules over his house. There's one who rules over more than just his house. And yet, there's one who rules over the entire world. Each and every person according to the malchut that he has. It's brought in Shemot chapter 18. That Yitcho advised Moshe Rabbeinu to create officers of thousands, officers of hundreds, officers of fifties, and officers of tens. Meaning each and every person is a sar over however um, much he is a sar according to his aspect. Some people are officer, officers over thousands, some people are officers over hundreds, some people have malchut over just fifties and tens, etc., etc. And this aspect of that each person possesses he manifests itself in revelation and in concealment. What does it mean in revelation? This is the memshalah, the rulership that each person has according to where he, he is placed, according to his level. That he rules over all these people in Revelation, meaning it's known. Everyone understands that he rules over all these people according to how much malchut he has. Meaning, Beit Galiyah, it's simple that a father has malchut over his entire house, his wife, his kids, etc., etc. This kingship that he has, it is Beit Galiyah. This we know, it's revealed. But I'm going to explain a different layer, the concealed element. Ubeit Kasiahu, and the concealed kingship. Because each and every person, according to his aspect, has a kingship in concealment. Meaning he rules over some people, but it's not revealed. It's it's hidden. Meaning that even in re- revelation, it seems as if this person did not have any kingship over these people. But with concealment and in great hiddenness, He's able to rule over these people. Just on a surface level, it seems as if he's not. But really, in concealment he is. Why is it that in concealment he rules over these people? Because these people's souls are submitted to his rule. And this aspect of malchut in concealment is according, to, is according to each and every person where he stands. We saw in the verse... Officers of thousands, officers of hundreds, meaning this officers concept also exists within the rulership of concealment. And sometimes there's a person that in in revelation he has no rulership. And yet nonetheless in concealment, in hidden, in the hidden aspect, in great hiding, he's able to rule over the entire generation. And sometimes even this person who has no kingship in the, in the revealed layer, in concealment, he's able to rule over all the tzaddikim in the generation. Because all the nishamot of these tzaddikim are all submitted under his rule and his kingship. And all of them are submitted and bent to him. It's only that it's just concealed and it's hidden people don't realize this before you know that in every single place offerings are burnt and mugash and presented to my name that even though these people so what does this mean even though these people serve idols meaning what is hashem saying in this verse that all these Avodazara, all these idol worships, they present offerings to their own gods, which they think they're presenting to their own gods. But the truth is, even though they're serving idols, nonetheless, with great concealment hidden. It's hidden, it's not revealed. But the truth is that they are completely subdued under God's rule. They're actually serving Hashem. It's just that it's in complete hiding. The same is true of how this marchut works in concealment. That even though in Revelation there's no rulership, meaning even though it's revealed that it seems that they're doing idol worship, they're not serving God. Nonetheless, it's true that in great hiding, in this concealment, He is ruling over them, meaning Hashem also has this rulership over these people. And yet this soul who has all these other souls subdued under him, he's able to rule over all of them, and all of them are subdued next to him. Okay. But each and every person must be careful not to use his aspect of kingship for his own benefit and for his own needs. That his malchut that he has, that he possesses, is not... Like a servant to him, the to fill his own desire The malchut that he has has to be in the aspect of what we call ben a free man. Meaning the malchut is not serving you. The malchut is not for you. As I said in Kohelet, Eretz Shemalkeh Ben Happy are you, O land, whose king is a free man. Meaning, what what Eretz Shemalkeh Ben a land whose king, what's Mal- Malkeh? Whose king? Malchut. We know Ben Chori. Meaning, that the manchut should be by you in an aspect of free man, that you should not use it for your own benefit. This represents the aspect of mordechai. Why? Mordechai, we know, as is this aspect of mordechai, this nice smelling spice, this mor. And what's a mor? That this rule, mor, comes to the word more, rulership. Meaning, this kingship, what's deror? Comes from the word deror or cherut. Meaning that this kingship should have independence and freedom. That you should not be using it for your own benefit and for your own needs. It should only be used for God. And it shall be for God the kingship. Meaning that you should use this malchut to serve Hashem to caution and to admonish people those nishamot that are subdued under you. Meaning according to each and every person how much kingship he has in revelation and in concealment. Meaning you should use this kingship that you have to be able to rebuke people so that you could convince them to serve Hashem and Tell them to serve Hashem. Whether it's Malchut that you have in concealment or revelation, each and every person according to what he has. Whether he's ruling in his own house, you have to admonish and to rebuke the children of your house. And if you have more kingship, It is your responsibility to warn more and more people, each and every person according to how much Malchut he has. And this is the next idea. abenu says, Yes, each and every person has malchut. Sometimes in Galia, sometimes in Nikatsia. According to how much malchut a person has, he has to rebuke and to warn and to convince people to serve Hashem. You should never use it for your own benefit. You should always do it for Hashem. But what, what's the third element? You have to draw in yamim within the malchut. You have to draw in this concept of the length of days. Within the Malchut. So that the Malchut does not fall under the category of what it says in Pesachim. That the authority buries its possessor. What does that mean? That this malchut, that this Malchut does not bury the person who has it. Meaning, in order to make sure that your Malchut does not bury you, does not kill you, you have to make sure that is drawn into the Malchut. Because each and every person, according to the Malchut that he possesses, this person is in the aspect of a Tsofeh, a watchman. That you have to basically, it's incumbent upon you to warn and to rebuke those people that are from your root. Meaning that are subdued under you. That this person has Malchut over these people then if he rebukes and he warns these people, then he's doing what he needs to do. And he saves the soul. As it says in Israel. I made you a watchman over the house of Israel." What's a watchman? This person who's a watchman over those he has Malchut over. And because you caution the wicked, and he did not return from his wickedness, as a consequence of his sin, he will die. But you saved your own soul. Meaning, this person, because he rebukes those people under him, he saved his own soul, and it's dependent upon, it's responsible, the responsibility is no longer upon you anymore, it's upon them to do what they need to do. But if this person does not rebuke and warn these people under him, and the punishment is upon this person who possesses this malchut. This is why the authority buries its possessor. This is why a person must draw within the malchut this length of days. And what's the length of days? Meaning they shall see the ability to rebu- rebuke and admonish these people. But how is it possible to warn and to rebuke these people under you. <speaking in Hebrew> because you don't know what these people need to do. And not only that. It's not upon him to rebuke. Meaning it's not. It doesn't belong on you this concept of rebuke. They are not belonging to you. That you should rebuke them. <speaking in Hebrew> this is what you need it. Meaning, Rabenu says, there's many, many obstacles that come to a person when he has to rebuke. Meaning, how do I do it, etc. There's all these sort of elements that come into play, and Rabenu says, "Ki eni yodea lahem lahem." lezedat. This is why Rabenu says the person needs that knowledge, in order to know how to rebuke them. Ve'lavol so Rabbeinu says, you need Arikut Yamim in order to understand how to rebuke. But not only that, sorry, you need Arikut Yamim for rebuking. But what else? In order to understand how to rebuke, you also need the concept of Arikut Yamim. To get this, this Da'at, Rabbeinu says, you need to come. it comes through the Arikut Yamim itself. And this is what the world says, that this phrase that the world is common and saying, when they try to, Tell a person that he doesn't know anything. What do they say? He doesn't know anything for the life of him. Meaning, what? Rabban is going to explain why the world says this: that the life of him, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know anything for the life of him. What does that mean? For the essence of knowledge comes from life. From the length of days. This is why Rabban is telling us that the yediyab, understanding how to rebuke, comes from what? Which is life. Nagab is going to prove this. Because to come to Arikut Amin, to get this concept of Arikut Amin, is through involvement in Torah. The Torah is the name of God. And just like we need to summon an individual, we call him by his name. The same is true that when we need to call the, the life of life, in order to draw from him, the, the life and the length of days, meaning when we need to call to the life of all life, to Hashem Himself who gives all life, in order to draw down this, we need to call by His name. And what's God's name? The Torah. So when we need to call down Hashem to receive life, to ask for life, etc., we need to call Hashem by His name, just like we do by any individual, we need something from Him. So what do we do? We call Hashem by His name, which is the Torah. As in the Torah, the Torah is the name of Hashem. We find that when a person involves himself within the Torah, he is actually calling to the length of days, to the life of all life. This is why the King of Am Israel is warned about studying the Torah more than the entire world. And not only just the king, Rabban is explaining this to each and every person according to how much Malchut he has, that the reason why he needs to engage with the Torah more than others is because of what? Then he needs to call on and to summon the Arichut Yamim within the Malchut. This is what is written in the chapters of the Melech, the king, the monarch, in Dvarim, chapter 17, Ve'ayta imo ve'karavo kole mechayaf shall be with him, meaning the Torah scroll shall be with the king, and he shall read from it all the days of his life, so that he should lengthen his days upon its kingship. Meaning that he should draw arechut kamin within his kingship. And how do you do that To the esek Torah. This is what I said. He shall read within it all his days. What did it say? He shall read from within it. That's specifically meaning what. Why the You shall read from it because Kara has another connotation. It means the to call. de who meaning through the involvement of Torah, the fact that he reads the Torah is actually Karavo. He is calling. Um. He is Kore. He is calling it the the life, this the life of all life. He is calling arichut Khutaim. This is what it says, the days of his life, specifically it says that. For when a person receives life force, life, he needs to receive it with measure. Because without measure and construct, uh, constricting the light, it's impossible to receive this life force from God because the light is too strong. Why? For we see um, in, in different places that too much oil an increase in oil causes the flame to be extinguished when you put too much oil in a vessel the flame is, the oil overflows and then the flame can no longer be lit this is why a person must receive the life force with measure And why oil? Rabbi nu maybe uses the idea of oil here because we know oil is this idea of daat, and oil also was used to anoint the king. So we see this concept of daat, the king here, malchut, daat, etc. That a person has to encompass daat within his malchut because in order to rebuke, you have to understand how to rebuke. So we need daat in order for. And this one merits meaning that he merits to receive this life force with midah, with measure, through Esek through studying the Torah. For the Torah is the name of Hashem. And what is the name? A name is the, the name is a vessel of a certain thing. The name is the vessel of any matter. When we call a, a vessel, for example, a cup, the cup is that, the name of, which is cup, is that vessel for that matter. It's the key for it. The name of a thing is its vessel. That within the name of this thing, contains within it the life force of that matter. Meaning the life force of the cup is within the name cup. Or for example, kos. Within the name kos, you have within it, the, these letters, the ability to accept this life force that this course has. Nefesh chayah a living soul is his name. She meaning within the shemoh, the name. nefesh is in, contained within it. The nefesh, the soul, the chiyut, the nefesh chayah, the soul, the chaya, the chiyut, the life force. every single thing. When a person calls someone else by his name, we gain his attention immediately for the fact that within the name of this person is contained all his soul and all his life force. And within the Torah, which is the name of Hashem, you have within the name of Hashem encompassed and contained within all the life force from the life of all life, from Hashem himself. For the Torah represents the midot. The traits. Meaning within the Torah you also have this concept of mida this this measure. For within the Torah, you have letters, words, psukim sentences, parashiyot sections, darim portions. Shemukinag Midot represents this concept of midot. Sheb'ahem nigbal, And within these midot, these measures, you have in contained within this life force, mida with its proper Stages, be in its proper measurement. Like I said, not too much light, but in its proper force. The letters, the 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 words, etc., are able to constrict this light of God, this infinite light, from the life of all life from Hashem Himself. This life force within each and every aspect of the Torah, the letters, the name, the sentences, the the, the letters, the phrases, the sentences, etc., the words. Um. Um, sorry. therefore through the Torah which is the name of Hashem and we know the name of Hashem is as the aspect of the Midot the traits one is able to receive this life force meaning what is this these, this Torah the Torah the name of Hashem has all the Midot all this measure, able to cont- it's the vessel for that life. The name of a person, the name of Hashem specifically, contains the vessel, the measure to be able to receive that life force. Now, he's a- now this person is able to receive this life force. Meaning the Torah is this life force. Why? For through the Torah, one is able to summon life. Chaim the life of all life and he's able to draw the life force within all the midot, which is the aspect the concept of yamim, days why is the the concept of measure the aspect of days the measure of my days what is it? what is the measure of my days? we see that the days is the aspect of the measure Meaning the Torah, which is this aspect of Ma, as we saw in the verse of so Mahi, what is it? How do we know the Torah is Ma? What is the Edot, the Testimonies? What are these Testimonies, these Statutes, these Laws? Meaning the Torah are all these Testimonies, Statutes and Laws. So we see the Ma is a reference to the Torah. The Ma is Testimonies, the Torah is built of these categories. And what is Mahi? What did we say? We said Ma is Torah. He midot ve'yamim Kanan. Umidat Yamai Ma He. What's He? He is the aspect of midot and yamim Kanan, as we saw above. We see the Torah as the concept of the midot and the yamim, as we saw above. That through the Torah, the Torah is the name of Hashem, and through the name, one is creates this measure to receive this life force, and from that measure, then one is able to draw that chiyut. Within the manchut, etc. Sorry, within the midot. And what are the midot? The yamim, the days. That through the Torah one is able to summon the life force within the midot, within the days. Without this, one was not able to receive this life force. Because of the fact that there was too much light. Meaning the midot, these this measure, these yamim, these days, which we're referencing here. Is a measure, it's a vessel to be able to receive this light without causing too much um, light, without having an extinguishing of light. God forbid. But then, this is what it says, and he shall read through it all the days of his life. That through the Torah one is able to summon life force within the days, within the traits, the midot within these measures. This is why a person must specifically study the Torah with his mouth. Because when a person calls someone by his name, he has to call him by his name with his mouth. And not to call him by his name in a thought alone. You cannot call someone with just thought. You have to call him specifically with your voice, with your mouth. This same is true if you want to summon the life of all life, meaning God Himself with His name, you have to do it only by the mouth. Not just through thought. It is life for them, sorry, it is life to those who find them. What do they mean, it is life? The Torah is life for those who find them? In the Gemara over there. What does it mean in the verse when it says that it is life to those who find them? Meaning to those who to those who find them, to bring those who express them with their mouth. The Torah is called life whenever you express it with your mouth. That Whenever you express it with your mouth, this is how you merit life. We find that when a person studies the Torah, he draws down ari yamim And then he merits, what? This for the Da'at. And this intellect, this knowledge, and this intellect is in itself this Chiyut, this life force. What does it mean that he's drawing Arichut within the machut? It's his concept and now he receives Da'at. This is the Arichut we're talking about. How? How is life force a reference to that it says in Kohelet that wisdom brings life to its owner meaning what wisdom is the aspect of life for the intellect is the essence of one's life force and through this dad this intellect one is able to bring close and to rebuke those who he needs to rebuke he's able to draw people close to a god service now, this is the famous part of the lesson. For there are two types of concealments. We know there's two types of concealments. When Hashem is considered, uh, concealed within one concealment, it's very difficult to find Him. But nonetheless, when He's concealed within one concealment, It's possible to strive and to toil until you find God. Because of the fact that you know that God is concealed from Him. From you. Sorry, before I get to that idea, we understand one thing here. There's two types of concealments of Hashem. The first concealment is whenever you know that God is far from you. But the fact that you know that Hashem is far from you, meaning the fact that God is concealed from you, it is known to you. The fact that you realize you are far from Hashem is one concealment. Why? Because you realize that you are far from Hashem. But there's a second concealment. Meaning you are conscious of the fact that you are far. But what's the second concealment? when Hashem is concealed within a a concealment, within a concealment, meaning within two concealments, meaning the fact that God is concealed from you is hidden from you. Meaning that you don't even know Hashem is concealed from you. You are in a double concealment. Meaning you lack this consciousness. Meaning that you have no idea at all. You don't know that Hashem is hidden from you. It's actually completely impossible to find Him. Because of the fact that you don't even know of God at all. If you don't even know that God is far from you, how do you even know to search? It's impossible to find Him. It would have said with a reference to the future. What? What did it say? I will surely hide. Etc. my face. Meaning I will conceal that which is concealed. I will conceal the concealment. Meaning what the concealment meaning that which I am concealed from you already, meaning that Hashem tells the person I am far from you, I will conceal that too, meaning even the fact that I am far from you, I will make concealed from you, you won't even realize that I'm far from you. you will be so far away that you don't even know think about Hashem, you won't even understand that Hashem is there. This is the scariest thing you don't even know that Hashem is concealed at all then it's certain that you, don't, you won't even be able to find Hashem. Because of the fact that you don't even know at all that you need to seek out Hashem. Because of the fact that you don't even know that Hashem is concealed from you because the concealment is concealed from you. But the truth is Rabbeinu gives us a, a chidush we've never heard before. The truth is even in all the concealment even within the hashtagah, within the hashtagah, the consu- this double concealment. It's certain that also there, enclosed there, within the concealment, within the concealment, the second concealment. Hashemit is also enclosed there, he's there. For it is certain that there's nothing in the world that does not have God's life force. Because without God's life force, That thing would not have sustenance at all, it would not be able to exist. This is why it's certain that within every single thing, within every single action, within every single thought, God is enclosed over there as if to say. And even if, God forbid, one does a sin. And we know a sin is against the will of God. It is certain that within that sin also, the life force of Hashem is concealed there. It's just that it's in complete hiddenness and constriction. In the aspect of concealment. Meaning, within that seal, within that sin, God's light is there, it's just hidden within layers. What does it say? If a person repeats a sin over. And over, it becomes permitted to him as if it seems permitted to him. The person then to have changes his perspective and thinks that the sin is now allowed because of the fact that he be, it becomes so habitual to him. Meaning, what is Rabbanu teaching us? Rabbanu teaches us a Meaning, whenever he does an averah, he is changing the words of the living God, meaning the words of the Torah within the word of the Torah, and he creates new combinations within the Torah, meaning he mixes around the letters and creates an evil combination, until he creates from the Isur, this, this something that which is prohibited, until he creates from this prohibited thing, and literally until he literally makes his own Torah out of it, and makes it seem to him as if it's permissible, but it says in Yeshayah, Woe unto those who say, to that which is evil that it's good and to that which is good that it's evil. Who we'll mix up those evil, who we'll mix up the evil and the good. Woe we'll to those people. But we find that even within the Averot that the life force of God is enclosed there. Because what is the life force of Hashem? We said earlier, the life force of Hashem is, is constricted within the, the, the Midah. We have to bring the life force of Hashem within Midah, within measure. And what's the measure? Within the letters, the words, the sentences, the portions, the sections of the Torah. We said those are the measures of the Torah. So we see the life force is drawn down to the measurement, the midot, this measure, in order so that the life force can be contained, that it's not that it's not too much light. And where is the measure contained? Where is that measure? The Torah itself. The Torah is the name of Hashem. The name is that vessel that is able to receive that light. Torah is that vessel. So we see that within the Avera itself, within the sin, Rabbenu is teaching that's something that it only takes Rabbenu to say such a thing. Within the Avera itself, you have the life force of God over there. Meaning what? The letters of the Torah itself are within the sin. Because what do we say to create the sin? When a person creates a sin so much so that it becomes as if it's to him permissible. Meaning what did he do? Essentially, he took the letters of the Torah, which was that Isur. For example, a person doesn't eat kasher. He eats non-kosher. It said in the Torah that you should not eat from these shratim, for example, these creepy crawlers, etc. So in the Torah has a pure combination of letters that tells us not to do that thing. But whenever we do it, we rewrite the letter combination of the Torah to suit our own desire. It's as if we created a new Torah according to the way we want it, against the will of God. But we still have the letters of Torah within our Torah that we've created, God forbid. Meaning that the letters of the Torah that we created our new Torah with still have the letters of Hashem, the life force of Hashem within there. It's just that within this place that we are creating, this this combination of letters that we are creating, the life force of Hashem is in concealment. The letter of the Torah, meaning that because of our sins, we've literally turned the combination, the letters of the combinations of the Torah into what? We made it as if. Meaning, we made the prohibition a heter. If a person commits this transgression over and over, it becomes permissible to him. This is one concealment. This is the first concealment. So this is one concealment. And when Hashem is concealed from a person within one concealment, as we just explained above, meaning that it becomes permissible to you, but you know that you yourself have made it permissible it's very difficult to find Hashem also there in this place, in this single concealment. Because of the fact that you made this transgression literally permissible to you, you become so ingrained within the sin that it becomes something that's habitual. But with all of this said, it's possible to strive to toil to find Hashem. Blessed be He. Because of the fact that Nonetheless, you still know that the sin has become permissible to you, and permissible in your eyes. I can therefore, even though that Hashem is concealed from you, and these sins have already become literally as if it's in your eyes permissible. It's possible that he'll take all of what we just said to the heart, meaning that he'll understand this. Meaning that he'll take this concept to heart, this idea of, meaning that it's become permissible to him, and he'll, he'll internalize this. That he fell to this level, and he'll seek out and dig for Hashem until he literally gets out from this. Because of the fact that he still knows, after all, that all of this has become, in his eyes, permissible. But no. But no that there's another level, which is the hastara within the hastarah. Meaning that the hastara in itself is concealed. Meaning that this is concealed from you. Meaning that even, that the first level of concealment is that you know that the sin has become ingrained part of you. And there's a chance that you might do tshuva, because you'll recognize this and internalize this idea that the sin has become so ingrained with you, but yet you need to let go. But there's a concealment within the concealment, meaning that the sin that has become a part of you, you don't even realize yet. You don't even realize that it's a sin anymore. You don't even realize. Sorry, you don't realize that it's a, that it's become hetzal for you. You don't even realize anything at all. Um, meaning what? That you have no idea at all that God is concealed from you. That you have no idea that you've turned this prohibition into a into a permission. It seems to this person as if all evil things are totally upright in his eyes. God forbid. Meaning even after. Meaning, if a person, God forbid, God forbid, repeats sins over and over, and then he continues to do the sin, then sometimes, or it will likely lead to that person being concealed to the point where he has no idea at all that it's made that he's turned the sin into a heter. He has no idea at all even from the hint of a prohibition, he thinks everything is upright in his eyes. This is what we call that the hastara in itself is concealed. But the truth is that even within the concealment, within the concealment, Hashem is enclosed over there too. Meaning the letters of the Torah are still there. Because without the letters of the Torah, without the life force of Hashem, there is no life to any single thing. It's just that this person, through his many, many sins, has overturned the words of the living God completely. Until literally he turned the wisdom of the Torah into foolishness. Until he literally has no idea whatsoever that this prohibition has become a heter to him, become permissible to him. This is what we call astara is teaching the world right now everything that's going on in this generation where a person finds himself. And he's teaching us how to get out. Therefore, a person must reveal these concealments. He must make known these concealments. And how do you do this? To draw down. Which is this da'at that, that we're talking about. To know this consciousness that we must bring down. We have to bring down. We have to have this consciousness. This consciousness, consciousness that breaks down these hastarot. And through this da'at, this this consciousness, this knowledge, one is able to know now, that even within the concealment itself, even within the double concealment itself, that when he has his that, he will know that over there in the concealment or in the double concealment, that Hashem is concealed over there meaning that Torah is also there that even this person can attain the Torah and because of the fact that he knows and because of the fact that he knows that within these concealments that Hashem exists over there just this knowledge in itself reveals these concealments and he creates from them a Torah meaning this person has made it for himself in his own Torah that has become permissible to him. He turned the letters of the combination of the Torah and he made it in isura Heter. But now, by the fact that he knows that Hashem is there, he's able to reveal Hashem the Torah from within that place. The pure Torah. This Torah that we're talking about above. Meaning, even from within the concealment, within the concealment, becomes a Torah. There's a Torah that can come from there. Because even there, Hashem is concealed, enclosed there. I Torah can mean Torah exists in that place. It's just because of the fact that this person did not know, or that these people who are in this place did not know that Hashem is concealed. This in itself, this lack of knowledge, of knowing that Hashem is there, is the concealment that we're talking about. But the second you know that Hashem is there, With this, what do you do? Rabbeinu says the most awesome thing. You turn this hastarah within a hastara, this double concealment, and you turn it into what? A da'at. You turn this double concealment into da'at, knowledge. And this Torah, that is concealed in this double concealment, this place, turns into what we call da'at, knowledge what knowledge? the knowledge that you know that Hashem is concealed there how do you turn into this? because of the fact that you know that Hashem is there this is all the work knowing that Hashem is even in the great city of Rome even in, the, in this dark place even when you think that Hashem is concealed from you Hashem is there and you have to know this this Da'at that Hashem is there that the Torah is there that the life force of the Hashem is in this place is able to reveal the Hastara. And in the hasara Shebetuch Hashtagah, a person has to recognize, even when a person has no idea that he has to search for Hashem, it's our job to bring to this person the tools, the Da'a, the knowledge that Hashem is in his place. And since... This concealment within a concealment turns into that. And now you create from this concealment within a concealment a Torah. You create from it an aliyah, an ascent, a Torah. And then the Torah in itself is able to rebuke these people within that place. It says, The Torah proclaims to these people which people, those people will find themselves in a hastara. What did it say? It says in the verse, in Mishnah I believe, for how long will you fools go on living foolishness? Loving foolishness, sorry. Uh, how long will you guys go on loving your foolishness? Meaning the Torah is rebuking these people who find themselves in a hasarah For the truth is the Torah constantly announces and proclaims and screams out and rebukes. It says at the top of the noisiest places she calls out, "Who's she? The Torah." What did it say? What did the Torah call out? For how long will you fool, love foolishness? What is it? If the Torah is constantly rebuking us, though, shouldn't we hear it? What does Rabbeinu say though? It's just that we don't hear the voice of this proclamation of this Torah. Because why? Because there's hastarot, there's concealment. These concealments mask this voice so that we can't hear it. But now because we replaced these hastarot and they become revealed, and we created from these concealments a Torah Meaning even from the darkness in itself, we created a Torah from there, meaning that Hashem. It's almost as if you turn these sins into merits. This is how a person does true tshuva. To, you have to first have this da, this consciousness. It's like you create a Torah from that place, that darkness. You open up a Torah. You show that Hashem's Torah exists within that darkness. And because of you make because you make this Torah, and because from this hastarat, it turns into a Torah through this da'at. That the da'at is the means by making the, the means through which the hastara is turned into a Torah. Then immediately when this concealment turns into a Torah, that Torah that you create from that place, then rebukes you. How long will you love your foolishness, etc. And this is what it says in Mishle. She opens up her mouth. That through the Chokhmah, what does that mean? She opens up her mouth. That through the Chokhmah and the Da'at that we're talking about, that through this Da'at and this Chokhmah, which reveals the Hastaran, turns from this Hastaran to a Torah, through this, she opens up her mouth. Meaning what? Who's she, the Torah? Meaning, what we said above, the Torah proclaims before it, proclaims to them. That's the Torah itself rebukes. Those people. We find that when one studies the Torah, involves himself within the Torah, and when a person does this, he's able to draw down the rechut Yamim within the Marchut. How do we know? Because the Torah is the name of Hashem. The name of Hashem is the vessel through which one receives the life force. And that through the Torah, one is able to draw down the life force within the Yamim, the Midot, with intermeasure, <speaking> in <Hebrew> with this, one merits that. <speaking in Hebrew> and now, one is able to rebuke even those, those who are very far from Hashem. <speaking in Hebrew> even those who find themselves in the darkest pit, in the, in the hastarah, in the concealment within a concealment. These people should never give up hope because even there, when a person does what Rabbanu teaches us, the esek involve himself with the Torah and then to increase that from the Torah from the life force to study the Torah with Midah with measure when a person does this he's able to rebuke those people who find themselves in a hastarah or in a hastarah, sheba, hastarah. he's able to have that knowledge how to bring those people back because Hashem, we have the merit that uh, we can bring back all those around us even those who find themselves in a hastara, even us who we and ourselves are in a hastara. But bauch Hashem that we have Rabenu, we have Torah like this that teaches us that we are far from Hashem, that helps us realize that we are very far. That's the beauty of Rabenu. He teaches us how low we really are. He, he gives us true humility so that we don't fall in this double concealment. But uh, may we reveal these concealments and God willing create from them a Torah through this daat bezrat Hashem.